these here that came from the east, first, they were Gentiles. Gentiles. That concerns us, for so are we. We may then look out if we can see this star. It is ours. It is the Gentiles' star. We may set our course by it to seek and find and worship him as well as they. Bishop Lancelot Andrews reminds us of this reality in one of his sermons on the Nativity of Christ. We may set our course by this star of history, which led the wise men and leads us to another star, the root and generation of David, the bright morning star. The Gentiles' star is our star. We may set our course by it to seek and to find and to worship him as well as they. Part of our calling is to follow the first fruits of the Gentiles, the three kings, the wise men. They're the first fruits of the Gentiles that come to worship Christ. Bishop Andrews continues, God hath, as St. Luke says in the Acts of the Apostles, opened a door of faith to the Gentiles, and among them to wise men and great men as well as to the simpler sort, but with this condition that they say with them, Venite adoremus, come, let us worship. And so come and seek and find and worship him. That is, do as those first wise men did. We know the story. We forget sometimes that the wise men may have come some time after the actual birth of Christ. They don't actually show up in the manger. The text says they came to the house. We don't really know where they're at at this time. <coughs> Excuse me. But it was sometime after the actual birth of Christ, as announced to the Hebrew shepherds by the angels. But we all remember the wise men. Our culture is still saturated with the image. In fact, if you look up on your computer and do a search for three wise men, just that, you'll get page after page of pretty much the same image. A stark sort of long-distance view of camels and men in a line with purple backgrounds and star, big star. Um, so our culture is quite aware of the wise men in some sense. We even have names for the traditional three wise men, though we are in no way sure that it was but three. We see the rich gifts that they bring. We wonder at the prophetic nature of those gifts. We wonder at the world that the kings came from. Even foreign to the Hebrew mother and Joseph. Much more foreign to those of us that have grown up in the West. 
Andrews, in his sermon, makes note of the word behold. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east and have come to worship him. Behold. In Latin, you have to correct my pronunciation later, students, but uh, ecce, or eke, or esse. Oh my gosh, I give up. <clears throat> it means not just behold, but it means behold, see, look, there. In essence, this coming of kings and wise men from the east had quite an impact on Jerusalem. The text says, behold, hey, look, this happened. This was a big deal. Of course, Herod hears of it too. And he invites them for tea or whatever they had back then. And he has a meeting with them. He says, what do you hear about? What's going on? Well, think about it. Kings from eastern countries, sages, wise men, they show up wearing some different outfits, looking like... Let me ask you this. If you lived in the Middle East at any time in history that you can think of, would you travel with gold, frankincense, and myrrh by yourself? Probably had a pretty good retinue of soldiers and a caravan. Herod hears about it and says, Hey, come down to the palace for tea. I'm pretty sure it was tea. So this is a big deal. Gentiles are coming to see the king. Of course, Herod's a little disturbed that they're not coming to see him. In fact, they're asking for directions. <coughs> Excuse me. And I think, forgive me for a slight speculation, but... They're asking for directions of whom? The Jewish people. These guys are not Jewish. They don't have, you know, every time they turn around, there's not a synagogue that they can hear the Torah read in. They have gone about reading the material from Jerusalem, from, and by the way, if, depending on where they're coming from, um, we know in history that there are some, you know, Jewish people heading east at times. And so the Torah, uh, the Old Testament scriptures are out there. In fact, Babylon still, I believe at this time, Babylon still has a, a community of Jews. And so they're asking directions, assuming that the Jews will know what these wise men are about. At the end of the day, of course, they're a little bit wrong, aren't they? The Jews, though they were in many ways excited and prepared for the coming Messiah, they kind of missed the boat in a lot of ways. The wise men are wrong. First thought came to my mind, how often are we wrong in the same way? People want to know about Jesus and we think they're asking directions to the market. Yeah, it's a little over the top. But there are times when this happens in our lives. I remember 
being shamed later when I found out, but a friend of mine from childhood came to visit and my mom said, yeah, he's going to be here for like a month or six weeks. And I went, really? That long? Because he was kind of nerdy. Now, considering how nerdy I was, that was quite something to speak of when I was in high school. And this kid, in some sense, was looking for the gospel, was looking for directions to Jesus. And I was all about just trying to make sure he had enough fun, but didn't, you know, didn't infringe on my fun too much and didn't make me look foolish to my cool friends. And, you know, and I was just like, can we get rid of this guy? And years later, he has converted and just have a, has a very lively faith. In fact, he became a pastor. I can't remember the context, but I think we were together. And he says, yeah, Brian, that summer with you was the thing that just rocked my world. And I realized I needed to know Jesus. If I didn't look foolish when I was in high school, I certainly looked foolish when I heard that. I said, and all I wanted to do was get rid of this guy. What a fool. So he wanted to hear the directions to Jesus, and I was giving directions to enjoy some time on the lake and, you know, this, that, and the other, not, don't infringe on my life too much. Thanks be to God that God uses us even when we're idiots, right? So the Gentiles came to see the king, and the Jews said, well, I mean, if we look at him, what are you doing? Oh, well, he's supposed to be born in this place. No one else showed up. Herod says, well, hey, that's right. Come and tell me so I can kill him. I just find that fascinating. The, the Jews themselves apparently didn't quite, it was cloudy. It was probably cloudy for a year. They never saw the star. This is weird, right? <clears throat> Andrew's notes that our chief endeavor is to include ourselves to have our part in this venite, this coming to Christ. O come, let us sing unto the Lord begins every day in the prayer life of the church. Psalm 95 is known as the venite or the venite, venite, And we are to come each and every day in worship and praise to sing praises unto the Lord. So in a sense, the Venite, this coming, like the Gentiles came, this everyday bit of our life is the practical matter that is the beginning of our coming to him in the Eucharist. Each day we are to look back to our last coming to him in the sacrament and look forward to our next opportunity. And meanwhile, we still come to him in prayer and in praise, as the Venite reminds us to do each day. The wise men came to where Jesus was. We are called to do the same. You see, he sits at the right hand of the Father in heaven. He stands ministering in the temple at the altar in heaven. This 
is where we go in prayer. This is in a very unique way where we go tonight in our Eucharistic worship. The wise men, the kings, came to Jesus. We must come too. We may set our course by the star that guided the wise men to seek and find and to worship Jesus just as they did. It is a daily activity. We can do it by taking a short time to pray the office each day. Even just the Lord's Prayer gets us involved in praying the daily office. You don't have to take out the prayer book and do each and every section of it. You'd probably make the mistake of doing too many things because there's some choices in there. So even just the Lord's Prayer each day starts us involved in the office with the rest of the church throughout history and throughout the world. The wise men traveled to foreign lands a long ways. We don't know how long because we're not quite sure where they're from. Perhaps, perhaps our call is actually harder in some ways. Making time each day, praying and coming to the worship of Christ in the sacrament whenever it is offered. It's not easy. When people talk about the Christian faith being the easiest thing, just give your life over to Jesus, I really want to slap them. I think what we need to be saying is it's the best thing, but boy, is it hard. It takes work. No one who is talking about the real gospel has ever said it was easy. It takes discipline. It takes courage. But our calling is to follow the wise men. To follow them as they followed the star to Christ. To do that today means getting serious about our prayer and our commitment to the community of the church, which is Christ. I'll let Andrews have the last word. As St. John says, and the star and the wise men say, come. And he whose star is, excuse me, and he whose the star is, and to whom the wise men came, saith, come. And let them that are disposed, come. And let whosoever will take of the bread of life which came down from heaven that first Christmas day into Bethlehem, the house of bread, of which bread the church is this day the house, the true Bethlehem, and all the Bethlehem we have now left to come to for the bread of life, of that life which we hope for in heaven. And this, our nearest coming, that here we can come, till we shall, shall by another venite come unto him in his heavenly kingdom. To which he grant we may come, whom that first Christmas day came to us in earth, that we hereby, excuse me, thereby might come to him and remain with him forever. 
Jesus Christ the righteous. Amen.